Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hello, and welcome to this brought to you by bonus episode. I'm Charlie Herman. We're deep into reporting and producing our next season of stories. In fact, there's even a little sneak preview at the end of this episode. But like for everyone else, the coronavirus is always there, something we're always thinking about and talking about, even when we're looking for a distraction, say, on TV. And what do we see? Order through the Burger King app, and the delivery fees are on us. So staying home doesn't just make us all safer. It makes you a couch patriot. It's been fascinating to watch how brands are adapting their messaging to try and connect with us as we shelter in place. And what's clear is there's kind of a formula. First, you start with somber piano music. Then images of public spaces that are completely empty, like a stadium. Maybe next, there's a video of a woman looking pensive, putting her hand on a window as she stares out. Then cut to workers in uniforms, looking deeply into the camera, nodding their heads. And then you hear keywords like... People. We're people. 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 Or... Family. 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 And then add a time reference. Even now. Especially now. Especially now. Right now. Now more than ever. In these times of uncertainty. You get the gist. It's like one person wrote all the TV ads for every single company. These clips, by the way, are from a great YouTube video called Every COVID-19 Commercial is Exactly the Same. Let's watch it. Together. 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 Since this is a podcast about brands and the connections we make with them, and since reporting on the coronavirus is changing daily, we decided to do something a little different in this episode. So joining me to talk about brands and COVID-19 are Tanya Dua, a senior reporter at Business Insider, and Meredith Haggerty, a senior editor at Vox.com. And Meredith, when you look at how brands are responding to the pandemic, who do you think is doing a good job and who's not? (laughs) Well, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm always sort of loath to ever say that a brand is doing a good job. That's just my general outlook on brands. But I do think, I mean, everyone's doing the same job for the most part. They can really only give one message because it's the only message that's sort of palatable right now. And that message is, we still exist. We are companies and we are here. And that sort of gives us a picture of an economy that's maybe still running, which is as close as I'm going to get to saying that brands are doing a good job, which is simply to say that, like, on some level, we do need to know that the economy isn't, like, collapsing immediately. Um, 
Which it is, but, uh, you know, it, it, we're not closing Toyota dealerships yet, I guess, is what's comforting. Tanya, Meredith just mentioned Toyota dealerships, for example. I'm wondering, are there certain brands that you think will succeed at this kind of messaging? And who risks falling on their face when they tell us that they're there for us and they're part of our family? So um, I agree with Meredith when she says that, you know, just by virtue of what we cover, we can't be like this brand is acing it. But I do <laughs> I do think um, there are some people that are doing it more creatively than others. So, for instance, Burger King decided that it would not let its outdoor billboard ads go to waste and instead encourage people to snap photos of them and use them to, you know, make their Zoom backgrounds more colorful. And that that is super creative, you know, may not result in sales of burgers, but it's definitely something that strikes a chord. And then another set of brands that I think would also do well, or at least register um, in consumers' minds are those that are, you know, sorry to use a cliche, but but walking the walk. And that means not just advertising, but also in how they treat their employees. So uh, I was talking to the chief marketing officer of Chipotle the other day, uh, and then this is the first example that comes top of mind, but they're offering um, people healthcare uh, leave and they are giving people bonuses. And, you know, that means that they're not just sort of plastering ads and reminding people that they're still there, but are also, you know, being kind to their own employees. Actually taking concrete steps beyond just saying, we're here for you and we support you. Exactly. And I mean, are consumers, though, being more discerning about who's actually really being genuine with their ad and who isn't? Absolutely. I think this is something that's been building up for the past couple of years. Um, Pepsi's Kendall Jenner ad was three years ago at this point, but we still talk about it. Why? Because it was probably the most glaring example of how not to try to co-opt a movement. That's the one where she appeared to be co-opting the Black Lives Matter movement and walking up with a Pepsi to a line of police officers, right? Exactly. Imagine um, trying to do that with cops trying to dismantle huge crowds in Central Park this weekend. So, Meredith, what is the impact of seeing basically the same ad but from different companies over and over and hearing those same themes over and over again? Well, so I'll say, um, as a, as a sort of like a lady who watches a lot of TV, which is ultimately all I really am, um, <laughs> I think that the like net effect of having all of these ads sort of remind us that this issue is happening and that it's serious does weirdly by accident sort of amount to this, um, public service. It sounds like what you're saying is that with a consistent message coming from businesses, that they're almost taking on a role that we would expect elected officials to play, whereby they're sending a consistent message of be safe, stay at home, we're here for you. It's about family and friends. They're almost kind of taking on a role that many people have been asking, where are we seeing that from our elected leaders? That's, I totally agree. So I, I wrote a story a couple of weeks ago now, which I think now in retrospect, it seems clear that I was super depressed and despairing while <laughs> writing that. Um, but I, I'd also, uh, it sort of holds true that it's just like what's comforting, if anything is comforting in this moment of like so little comfort um, and in this moment of seeing people, you know, storm the state house or, you know, flood the beaches, the idea that companies, which like would on in the short term perhaps benefit from us, pretending this whole thing wasn't happening and just continuing to, you know, go to their restaurants and buy their products. Them taking on this message is, yeah, again, sort of a public service. Tanya, these days we hear a lot about um, a new normal or a pre-coronavirus world and then a post-coronavirus world. I'm wondering, what do you think that that'll look like for brands and advertising? 
Um, I think another trend that's definitely going to see an acceleration is in housing. Um, this is also something that's been picking up over the last few years where a lot of brands are taking certain functions of their advertising machinery in-house. That's basically the idea that I'm a company and I don't need to go to an advertising agency. I can just do it myself. And the result of that means more job losses in the advertising industry. Yes, exactly. Precisely that. So, you know, when you look at these these situations, this requires a fast response. Um, you know, the coronavirus sort of came and hit everyone out of nowhere. Um, and so they had to do it really fast. So I was talking to um, Anheuser Busch's global CMO and, and he was talking about how when it happened in China, it was around the Chinese New Year time. And if they had waited to go back to their agencies, um, that would have taken forever. So they had to really uh, upend their messaging right away. And they did that internally through their internal agency. And so, yes, what I'm trying to say is ad agencies are in dire trouble. So we're seeing a yet further decline of the Mad Men era. Yes, the crescendo of that decline. Meredith, at some point, I imagine these brands are going to start saying, we can't keep making these same ads over and over. Um, Should we be watching for what the next batch of ads that we see, say, is kind of like an early warning system, kind of signaling that maybe the economy is going to open or it's going to close? I mean, in a way, are they like the canary in the coal mine to tell us what's going to be happening with the economy? That'll be really interesting. I think it's going to be a little while before we see anyone saying that we're going to get back out there on a national level from advertisers, because it's just it's so much more of a risky position than saying that you should stay home. But in terms of funny ads, I do think that's the wave that we're entering now of people trying to, you know, put a smile on people's faces and alleviate some of this just like grinding and crushing anxiety (laughs) that everyone's experiencing. So I think we're there, but I think we're a really long way out from a national advertiser or a national company saying um, it's time to, you know, come on down. I don't anticipate any come on down ads from like a a Burger King anytime. Yeah, not not quite, but we'll see. I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. (laughs) Meredith Haggerty is a senior editor at The Goods by Vox. You can find her work at vox.com. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. And Tanya Dua is a senior reporter at Business Insider. Tanya, thanks. Thank you. You can find more of Tanya's reporting on how coronavirus is changing advertising and marketing at a special website, read.bi forward slash B-T-Y-B. And while you're there, consider subscribing to Business Insider. And a special thanks goes to you, our listeners. This episode was a bit of an experiment, and we'd love to know what you think about it. You can email us at btyb at insider.com or leave a message at 646-768-4777. Or you can post a comment at our Facebook group. Just search for Brought to You by Podcast. If you're enjoying this show or this podcast in general, consider subscribing to Business Insider's journalism by visiting that special site, read.bi forward slash btyb. There's also a link to the website in our episode description for this podcast. We'll be back in a few weeks with a whole new season of episodes about the brands you know and the stories you don't. For example, the family behind one of the most influential companies in the world. And this is why Koreans call their country the Republic of Samsung. Like they simply cannot be removed from the success of South Korea. And civil rights, economic justice, and McDonald's. McDonald's will tell you everything about the proper internal temperature of a hamburger, but it will not tell you how to negotiate the power between local residents, black militant groups, newly elected black political power, and the shape of black capitalism. This episode was produced by Sarah Wyman, Julia Press, and me, Charlie Herman. Our editor is Michaela Bly, and Bill Moss is our sound engineer. 
Music is from Audio Network. John Delore and Casey Holford composed our theme. Sarah Wyman is our showrunner. Be safe, stay well, and see you in a couple weeks. Brought to you by is a production of Insider Audio.